This is episode 29, and today I want to talk to you about how to improve your tone quality. Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all, and I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. question that I've been getting a lot lately, especially since I've started my private Facebook group, and uh, this is a little advertisement for it. Um, I created the Facebook group for you to be part of so we could all interact. It's a bunch of singers. There's about 50 people part of it right now. Probably by the time you hear this recording, it's going to be even more. And I created the group so we are going to exchange ideas, motivate each other, and post videos or audio of you singing. I'm going to moderate the whole thing. And there's going to be a bunch of very, very motivated singers in there. I have been loving the conversations going on there. So if you want to be part of the Facebook group, it's private. And you're going to have to just try to get into the group. And I will gladly let you in the group. It's called Master Your Voice. And you will find it if you search it on Facebook. Recently, I have asked the question, what is your biggest challenge at this time vocally? And a lot of people have responded with one thing, tone quality. How can I improve my tone? So I thought I would make an episode to talk to you about all the elements that are involved with your tone quality. When I was younger, now I could always sing, but I always had the feeling I did not, first of all, have a lot of volume in my voice, but I also had the feeling that... The voice color itself, it was kind of nice, but I knew I wasn't tapping into my full potential yet. But at that time, I had no idea how to make my voice color stand out more. It didn't have any ring to it. It didn't have any ping to it. And it didn't really stand out when I sang with a bunch of other singers. Because what I did is I just blended in. I was really good at blending in because I had trained singing in a choir for years. I started as a young kid already singing in a choir and I could always carry a pitch very very well but my voice didn't have really any solo character so what are the elements that are gonna make your tone improve the most important thing is resonating space because the tone that is produced by your vocal cords that's just kind of the raw material that you're going to work with and the raw material that's produced is so much influenced by the spaces that are created around it. It's much like an instrument, like a piano or a grand piano. Have you ever noticed the difference just between a regular upright piano and a huge, like a full-sized grand piano? It is a world of difference. The long grand piano that has this huge long body, it has a much fuller, warmer sound and has a lot more volume to it than a regular upright piano. Then within the pianos, even there are smaller upright pianos and there are bigger ones that are a little bit taller. And the taller, the resonating space, that box that the strings are in, that are, that are contained in, the more volume and the more tone quality is going to come out. The same way with a guitar, if you have 
ever listen to an acoustic guitar, it sounds very warm and beautiful and it has this nice resonating space that is the body of the guitar, the wood. The wood itself determines a lot of how the tone sounds. Now, if you think of an electric guitar, if you take away the amplifier and just pluck the strings, you can hear a tone definitely, but it's a very soft tone and it doesn't really sound like much but only the amplifier is really going to give it more tone, which in this case is a is an artificial resonating space. It's just something electrical that is added to the actual frequencies of the strings that are plucked. So your vocal cords are the same way. There is a lot of space that you can change the shape of that is around your vocal cords and that the sound can travel into or not. You can prevent the sound from traveling into the cavities or you can direct it in a way that it has the most volume and the most beautiful sound. And the first element I think that's really, really important is your jaw. Your jaw and your neck, you shouldn't have any tension there because as soon as you have any tension, the space that is inside your mouth cavity and around your vocal cords it gets tighter when you have your throat. You, for example, you shift your head forward. That puts tension on your throat, on your neck, and also onto your larynx. And then, of course, also on your vocal cords. So you don't want to influence that negatively. Try to really work on relaxing your jaw whenever you're singing. Which means just let gravity take just let gravity pull it down. Don't open your mouth actively. Just as far as gravity takes it, that's how far it should go. Also your neck. Try, if you can see the muscles tense up while you're singing, you know those like vertical muscles that you see whenever you turn your neck left or right, then that's a sign that there's too much tension in your neck. So try to relax your neck. An exercise that I always like to do is just stand against the wall with my back, put my feet against the wall, and then relax the head and then just kind of put a book right on top of my head and then try to do some exercises and keep the head really still and pay attention to keeping my neck very relaxed. All those muscles in your, your neck, your throat, your jaw, very relaxed. And try, even though you're singing fast moving pitches, to relax and to keep it relaxed. Because honestly, you don't need your neck to sing quickly moving notes. And you don't need your, your head or your jaw. You can keep that all very still and calm and relaxed while still doing demanding vocal stuff. The next thing is your larynx position. That influences greatly how your voice sounds. And I recently had an episode about that, about finding the sweet spot. And if you haven't listened to the episode, you may want to listen to that. That has such a great influence on your tone quality. You don't want to push it down. And you don't want to pull it up. So it has a big effect. So I'm singing with my larynx down. It sounds dark. Now I'm singing very narrow. So you may want to experiment with that. I am of the opinion that you should neither push your larynx down too much nor up. You can use your larynx to influence your sound. And it's good to be aware of how to move your larynx and how to keep it in a neutral position. However, I don't think you should put it anywhere but in a pretty neutral position. Everything else just 
makes your tone not like a natural tone. Like, whenever I start talking like this, it's not my natural color anymore. And when I start talking like that, it's not my natural color anymore. It's the same with singing. You may want to use those different voice colors just for effect here and there, but just don't do it for long, for prolonged time, just because it makes you tired vocally and it, it just doesn't sound natural. And I'm really big on natural sound because I believe that the natural sound is the only one that's really going to make you happy, that's going to give you ultimate ease in your voice. And it's going to bring out the most beauty in your voice because you're not pushing it anywhere. It's just your natural voice. Now, the next thing, and it kind of ties in with relaxing your jaw and neck, is to relax your face. You Sometimes you underestimate what your face, what your facial expressions can do to your sound. Have you ever noticed that um, if when you're singing that you spread your cheeks, like as if you were smiling, like a huge wide smile? Try to avoid really having too much tension in those cheek muscles, try to keep them relaxed. And then, of course, once you are singing something that is excruciatingly painful and you want to really express that, you can express that with your face. However, you should always be aware of the neutral position and you should be able to do the relaxed neutral position. It's like that with anything. Once you know how to relax a muscle, then you can work it out either way to you just have to know how to do the full range of the motion you know what i mean so to to be able to spread your cheeks to the side that's okay but be aware and know how it can affect your sound the next thing that's really huge is support support really 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 determines how your sound is going to come out just because the air that travels through your vocal cords well the way you, the air travels through there is going to determine how much tone comes out of there and how much is produced to begin with. If you don't have any support, you're not going to be able to produce the pressure, the air pressure that is needed to bring those vocal cords into vibration when they're really, really tensed up. When you sing high, they're in a tighter position just because the higher pitches need that higher frequency and it needs, yeah, it just needs to move faster and it needs to be tighter. That's just the nature of it. That's just laws of physics. So you want to make sure you have enough support. And uh, at this point, I want to tell you once more, if you have not done it, on my website, FriaSingingTips.com, right on the top, um, you can see the button to participate in my free online course. It's called Seven Days to Perfect Support. It's free and it takes you through seven days of videos and exercises to really work out your support. So if you have not yet, check it out and make sure you try to do that. The next thing that comes after support is the even breath flow. Even if you have support and you have managed to inhale in a very nice way, and you're, it's still important how you exhale. Even when you have support, you need to make sure that your exhaling is very even and your breath flow is very even, which means... It's going to give your vocal cords a chance to vibrate very evenly. It's kind of like a flute or something when you go... Uh, the tone is going to be very uneven. So the more even your breath flow is, the more even your tone can be. And it's going to give you so much more control. Have you ever tried to sing when you're jogging or when you're like jumping up and down, like on a rebounder or a trampoline or something? 
it is next to impossible to really sing beautifully just because you're distracting your even breath flow. It's always like giving you this and the air just escapes and it just makes it very hard to sing. I can't really do it and I'm I'm never satisfied. I used to horseback ride a lot when I was younger. I went to competitions all the time. So I was on the back of a horse a lot, but I also loved to sing. But being on the back of a horse, it was hard to sing just because having the motion, you know, sitting on the horse and the horse walking and, and just the motion itself, it just didn't allow me to have any even breath flow. So you'd sing a song and go like, ah, like that. It's very annoying. So you want to have even breath flow. And the next issue, of course, lift your soft palate, open your throat. It kind of all goes together, opening your throat or lifting your soft palate, however you want to call it. The main thing is keep that cavity in your mouth and that extends way back into your throat. Keep that very open, but in a relaxed way. Now, that seems to be a contradiction in itself, but it is not because you need to have the tension at exactly the right spots and relaxation at exactly the right spots. So you want to relax your tongue. You don't want to pull it up. But depending on the vowel you're singing, you want to have the right amount of tension so you can still form that vowel. But at the same time, have a very open space further back in your throat to where you have beautiful resonating space. You can sing an E. E. It's very neutral right now. So it sounds natural. Sounds still open. Or you can sing it very narrow. I'm having my back throat. Like your soft palm is very low down. So it's very... I can hardly hear the E. So that's the difference in sound. Whether you open up the throat or lift your soft palate. Or you have it very narrow and closed. Same with the oo. Oo. So it sounds very flat and very, it doesn't have a lot of overtones that are beautiful in it. So the tone quality just gets less beautiful when you don't have it opened up in the back of your throat to where there is actually resonating space and the sound waves can actually travel into your head and really resonate there. Now, lastly, what I want to talk about is inhaling. We talked about exhaling and support. And as you just heard, I just inhaled on purpose just so you can hear that the inhalation sound is so much part of the sound. I hate when singers kind of detach the inhalation part and they don't even do it right or they just wait till the last second. Let me demonstrate you. I'm just going to sing a phrase and I'm going to breathe in a very unnatural way. I am singing a song now. And now I am singing another phrase. And now I'm singing yet another phrase, another phrase. And now it's the end. It's kind of like... It was very unnatural. If I were speaking, would I speak like that? Hello, I'm speaking to you now. And now I want to continue speaking. 
I had to breathe and now I'm going to go on speaking. No, I wouldn't speak like that. My breath flows. It kind of flows in between my speaking phrases. I'm sure the whole time just now I have been speaking, you did not notice my breathing. It just happened just because it's part of speech. It's part of the sound. We're used to hearing people breathe while they speak. And then the same way your inhaling part of the singing, it should also reflect whatever you're singing. So don't just artificially breathe like right before you have to sing just because it's a necessity. In this case, breathing is not only a necessity, but it's also part of the whole sound. And that is so, that's something that I'm really big on because I believe the way you inhale really reflects what you want to say. So I would inhale differently when I'm really mad and upset than, for example, in a song where I'm totally in love and I'm relaxed. For example, when I'm singing a lullaby, I would not inhale the same way than, let's say, I'm singing like TNT, ACDC or something like that. It's different. It's a whole different character. So make sure your breathing reflects what's in the music and it reflects the voice color that you want to express. Have your throat basically open. So I don't want to hear a lot of... Because <sighs> that means your throat is very closed. I don't want to hear a lot of hissing sound of the air moving through. However, I think the sound can differ. Like, for example, I can have a deeper sound. Like so. It's when I kind of open the throat more, I push the larynx down when I inhale. Or I close the throat up more. And anything in between is possible. So when I sing something relaxed, I may want to breathe like this. I take my time to breathe And now I breathe again and again So it's different than I hate you and I don't ever want to see you again So see how the breath changes? Keep that in mind from now on when you sing. So all these things, I think, are very big components in influencing your tone. And try to experiment with it just a little bit. So one more thing I wanted to say is that you can actually work with me. You can go to my website, FreyaSingingTips.com, and I have openings. I'm taking applications now for my master classes. I'm doing an online master class that I want to start in January, and it's very limited space in there. So go ahead and apply, and I will pick people. I pick eight people in the class, and mm, there may even be two, but depending on how much time I think I can find, the application is kind of, you don't have to pay anything yet, it's just an application, just letting me know that you're interested, 
and then we'll go from there. I'll give you more information and then we'll talk. We can chat um, over the internet and see if we are fit and if you want to work with me. And the masterclass is a really great opportunity not only to work with me personally, but also to be really motivated and get together with some other awesome singers who are very serious, who want to take their art to success. And that's the deal, guys. What do you want to do with your singing? Do you just want to sing for fun or do you really want to make a success out of your art? Because think of Vincent Van Gogh. He was a great artist but he didn't sell a single picture in his lifetime. You want to not only be a great singer, but you also want to know how to market yourself, how to get yourself out there and how to make your art and success. And that's what I'm going to help you with in the masterclass. And we're going to brainstorm and we're going to sing and we're going to expose each other. We're going to strip down naked, figuratively speaking, uh, just because singing is a very personal issue. And I'm so looking forward to working with you guys. There's one masterclass going on now. Um, and it's so exciting what I'm seeing. It's just awesome. So thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget the Facebook group. Um, I would love to see you there. And until next time, don't forget, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye. Bye.